Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the iBug Buzz. This is episode number 526. My name is Brad Snyder, and along with Sandy Rao, we are your co-hosts for this event this evening. The iBug Buzz is an open forum discussion where we talk about all things iOS. That includes your iPhones, your iPads, your iPod Touch. We might even talk about the Apple Watch and the Apple TV, but we do stick to the iOS universe. That includes hardware, software, peripherals, accessories, all kinds of stuff, but we stick to iOS. This call is being recorded and eventually will be not only on the iBug Today website for future reference, but will also be released as a podcast that you can access via your podcast player of choice or via a smart speaker by asking your smart speaker to play iBug Buzz. And you can do the same thing when searching for it in your podcast player of choice. Um, as I said, since we're recording this, uh, we'd like to get as clean a recording as possible. So we ask everybody to stay on mute unless you are speaking. If you would like to speak, you unmute yourself and state your name. And either myself or Sandia will call on you uh, as soon as we get through with whoever's speaking. But we ask you to not interrupt when someone's talking, wait for a little pause and state your name and then be patient. Um, since what we do is ask you to stay muted and unmute yourself as necessary, let me go over how to do that. If you're using a smartphone app, uh, the Zoom app on your smartphone, either an iOS device or even an Android, should you be of, of that persuasion, um, you will find a mute button in the lower left corner of the screen. It will say mute or unmute, depending upon what that thing will do. When you tap on it, it is a toggle. So the same button unmutes and mutes. If you're joining us tonight on a Windows PC, you will use Alt-A to unmute. If you're joining us on a Mac, it's Command-Shift-A. And if you're joining us by dial-in telephone, you'll use star six to mute and unmute. We do not use the raised hand, as I mentioned, so you don't have to worry about that. Like I said, we just ask you to state your name and we'll call on you. Um, I think that covers all of the do's and don'ts and all of those kind of things. So how about I hand it off to Sonia for some announcements? All right, Brad, thank you. Okay, so we got another busy week, Brad. Here we go. So today we're doing uh, the iBug Buzz, as you are all here. Tomorrow, if there are any residual questions, you can come to Clubhouse uh, from 5 to 6 p.m. Central, and we do the whole thing again on that platform for about an hour, um, and then well, all times that I'm going to mention are Central Time. And then in the uh, later that evening on back here on this same Zoom conference line, we're going to be doing Mac and Talk, talking about all things related to your Mac, whether I should get a Mac, whether I should keep my Mac, whether I, you know, all kinds of questions like that. 
So please come for that from 7 to 8.30 on the same Zoom conference line. Then we are off on Wednesday, take a little breath, and then we start off on Thursday. We have It's iBugs Life back here on Zoom from 6 to 8 p.m. And there we will be talking about cleaning, spring cleaning. How perfect, right? Yes, I love cleaning. It's a part of my OCD, you know, it's therapy. So come and let's check out how we can clean our house. Then on Friday, we'll have It's <laughs> High Bug Night at the Virtual Movies. And for the big reveal, what we're going to be watching, that will happen at the halftime point of this call. So stick around for that and please hope you'll participate in guessing the clues. Then on Saturday, we have iBug Apple Workshop from two to four central time again on the zoom conference line and we've got some new presenters i am super excited so come and hear what they have to say and support them and we are just really excited for everybody that steps up and helps us out so thank you to them ahead of time all right and then our social media we have a website, ibugtoday.org, I-B-U-G-T-O-D-A-Y.org. That's the best place to get all the information about our upcoming events. Uh, you can subscribe, register. It's all free, free, free. And that way you'll get notifications of all upcoming events. Let's see, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash group slash iBugToday there in you can post questions or help answer questions. You'll get a multitude of answers if you do post questions between these various training sessions. Also, Twitter at iBugToday. There's lots of information. Our Twitter master is tweeting out and we are so grateful for all that good stuff. So definitely follow iBugToday. And let's see, we have a mentoring program. And there we match people up. If you're a beginner user and trying to figure out how to learn your iPhone, we will match you up with one of our amazing advanced users and they will get you on your way. It is a 12-week program and it is also free. And right now we have cleared up our backlog. So if you've been contemplating getting a mentor, or maybe you know somebody that, you know, you mentioned it, and they're like, yeah, I think I need a mentor. Well, this would be a great time to fill out that application, help them out, or if they need help. Anyway, the application is on our website under the training tab. So please take advantage of that. We are here to serve. And then how exciting we have our drawing, our drawing for a $500 gift card to the Apple Store, and you know we are a nonprofit, so uh, this would be helping our. Uh, it's a fundraising effort, and so it's ten dollars. A donation of ten dollars will get you a chance for that card, a gift card, or you can improve your chances with fifty dollars, and you'll get six tickets. All right, Brad. Those are all the announcements. Oh, and our, our we will announce the winner. You need not be present to win, and that will be at our May anniversary meeting. All right. Thank you, Brad. All right. Thank you, Sandia. Great job on those announcements. Now, what we like to do is give everybody a chance to introduce themselves. Uh, tell us who you are. Tell us where where you are. And if this is your first time joining us, or this is your first time joining us on this call, we definitely want to know that. 
So please, please out yourself that way so we can recognize you. So let me get things started. My name is Brad, and I am in Dallas. Jody in New Hampshire. Hey, Jody. Abraham in Massachusetts. Hey. Chanel in Houston. Hey, Chanel. Sabrina in Atlanta. Hey, Bridget. Who else we had there? Yeah, Sabrina and Claudia. Okay. Sabrina and Claudia. All right. Welcome to both of you. Marty, Philadelphia, first hey, Marty. time this week. All right. Sharon in New York. Hey, Sharon. Glad hey, you're Brad. here. Thank you. Uh, this oh, is in New Jersey. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. So, well, welcome to both of you. Thank you. Who else we got? Thomas okay, Hutchinson, Grand Junction, Colorado. Hey, Thomas, and I didn't hear the other one. Herbie. Herbie, of course. Uh, Greg from a stormy central Texas. Yeah, <laughs> you and me both. Welcome, Greg. Arlene, North Carolina. Hey, Arlene. Shree from Virginia. Hey, Shree. Welcome. Time to get Houston. Yeah, all right. I mean, maybe that's everybody then. All righty. Well, what we like to do is give anyone who's new to the call or new to using their iOS devices the opportunity to get their questions answered first. So, do we have anyone uh, who'd like to lead us off? Well, this is Sandia. Yes, I think we had a new somebody new that has been to other meetings, but I'm not sure if he's been here before. Okay, Vincent, Vincent have you been here before on a Monday yeah. night? Put him on the spot. <sighs> well, okay, well maybe not. Okay, you have to unmute if you're. Speaking. Yeah, if you unmute, if you were here. There's a got it button you may have to hit because like I said before, we are recording this call and Zoom likes to make sure you acknowledge that you know you're being recorded. I am unmuted now. I, 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 I walked away. <laughs> yes, it is my, uh, uh, my, my, uh, my first time. I'm uh, fairly new to, uh, uh, to, uh, to the technology, voiceover technology. I only started about a year and a half ago. So I'm still in the very steep learning part of the curve, which I'm sure will continue to be steep. We are here to help. Do you have any questions? Anything you'd like to ask? Maybe get us started tonight. Uh, tell us what kind of device you have. Well, I, I use, uh, I have an iPad. Uh, I think it is the fourth generation. I got it a year ago, I believe, or something. I use an, uh, an SC20 uh iphone and uh and i think it's like about a 15 year old imac which is now giving me issues in connecting and make you know being able to access uh some of the programs so may have to do without but uh the one that i'm i'm 
pretty much sticking with and finding it more and more relevant is the uh, the iPad. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I try to use to uh, to access most of the uh, uh, applications, all the items that I need to to be in touch with, financial, whatever, and. Uh, uh, that's my, my focal point. Uh, in the beginning, I was trying to learn both iOS and the operating system for the Mac, and I was totally, totally confused. So uh, uh, the one item that I would like to hear about is more about uh, Keychain and uh, how I can use it. I, I have, a, uh, I don't know, several dozen uh uh, uh, programs that I access where I have to input my username and, uh, and, and password, and I would like to put them in a central oh. location other than the USB cartridge uh, uh, that I use just to keep track of that. And uh, whether I could just, well, what the process would be for incorporating those passwords and uh, uh, those usernames and passwords into Keychain. Okay, well, that's a number of things. Let's see if we can uh, get started on some of it. Who knows how Vincent can get started using Keychain to help him out with his passwords? He's never used it or enabled it before. Does anyone? This is Herbie. Herbie. So um, you can uh, breathe a sigh of relief. I'm going to keep it brief because we actually have an iBug Cafe that we recently did on passwords, which includes 1Password and Keychain. But in real brief, you want to make sure that it's on in your iCloud settings and make sure any device is, all your devices are signed into the same iCloud account and that keychain is on for each one. That's kind of important. Um, I think it turns on, I think once you turn it on in the cloud, it activates on all your devices. And your device also has to be password protected or fingerprint protected or face ID. Um, you know, it has to be, it can't just be the unsecure mode where you unlock your phone so you have to have a password on your device and then when keychain it will store all your passwords that you give it and you can create new manual entries or whenever you log into an app or a safari keychain will ask do you want to save the password if you're in a field where you're creating a password it will um ask if you if it can generate a strong password for you and the field that pops up can sometimes look a little different depending on the site you're on. Sometimes it's a pop-up. And then, um, well, to like when you want to use Keychain to log in. So like on some sites, you can immediately double tap on the username and Keychain immediately pops up. Other sites, you have to do a little bit of hunting and pecking. It just depends, like I said, on the site. But that, in a nutshell, is how Keychain works. Okay, thank you very much. What about uh, those uh, 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 programs where uh, they have a second method in addition to use, uh, using the username and password? They, so, they will send a text. This is Herbie. Yeah, go ahead, Herbie. What I have seen, at least in Clubhouse, and I don't know about other apps because I have not had to do a, that kind of authentication with anything else like that recently, but what I have seen from apps, at least from Clubhouse, is a paste from messages. So what it does is like on Clubhouse, you know, you log in, you get a verification code, 
But if I swipe right, I get a paste from messages and I double tap that and that automatically inputs the code that was sent to you into the edit field. And that's not a keychain function. That's just an iOS function. I don't know if that is per app or if that's all of iOS. If anybody else knows, that would uh, definitely be good information. But um, keychain isn't going to, that's not a keychain function. I can definitely tell you that. Thank you. This is Marty. Yeah, Marty, go ahead. I, uh, I believe uh, that that what you're talking about, the messages with the code, I think that's, that either comes up if you have two-factor authentication or if you are sometimes using, um, if someone else is maybe helping you with an app or something and they're trying to sign into it because they're signing on with a different device, you would get a text message with a verification code, which they would have to put in on their device so they could continue um, logging into your login on that app. Okay, thank you. Sure. I'll experiment. Yeah, all right. Very good, very good. Well, I hope that helps you get going. Get going on that, Vincent. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us this evening. I hope you become a regular. Okay. Who else got the next question for us? Mm -hmm. Get the ball rolling. Okay. This is Sonia. We're getting some background noise. So if you have a question, you need to be in a quiet place, please, because I hear background noise already. Okay. So thank you. Right. Bridget Dozier. Yes, Bridget. Welcome. Thank you. I have a basic question because I'm just learning the iPhone. I have a 10, but it seems like every time they do an update, it changes the platform and it gets even more confusing. And I see Wednesday on Bard Mobile, they're going to do some work. So when they do stuff like that, where can you find out how to continue using it okay who can help bridge it out with this question okay jody go ahead yeah as far as bard goes you probably won't notice any difference after after they they uh are finished working on it but during the time that they're working on it you're not going to be able to download books or anything like that so if there's any books you want to get i suggest that you do it before they work on the system. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I think from the sound of it, the update that they do is gonna make things easier to you rather than more difficult. So I wouldn't worry about the, uh, the update on the BARD app. This is oh. Chanel. Yeah, go ahead, Chanel. Yeah, so at least in my experience, even when they do those updates, I'm still able to listen to the books I have on my phone, which is really great. Um, you know, I might, that message might just pop up every now and then, but if you swipe right and I forget what the thing is that, you know, to kind of, okay, it might be okay or yes or whatever, and just double tap and that'll, um, dismiss or get it gone from your screen. And then you can go back to listening to the book you were listening to. So hope that's helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Hope that helps you out, Bridget. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, who's next? Who's 
Thomas in Grand Junction. Yes, sir, Thomas. How are you this evening? I'm doing very well, actually. Been working, and I've applied for two other jobs in the assistive technology field, one for the state of Colorado, and so I'm doing well. Uh, this Anybody? is Anya. Hang on, uh, Thomas, um, your audio is kind of hard to understand. Yeah, so. breaking up a little bit. Yeah. Let, let me fix that, and I'll come back. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Who would like to go next while we're waiting on Thomas to... Fixes audio. Well, how about this? Does this sound better? Much better, Thomas. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I was using a Bose soundware, and I don't think the microphone on those things are very good. Anyway, um, so here's my question. I've never had an Apple TV box. I'm not really a TV person, but I really think if I, because people say that the way to go is an Apple TV box. And it doesn't look too hard to set up. It's just a box and a cord. Uh, once I do that, would I use my iPhone to set the thing up? Or is there a, a cafe or a workshop that I can go listen to to see how to set it up? Great Thomas is question. done speaking. Who can help Thomas with his getting set up his Apple TV? Do you have any Apple TV experts out there tonight? Well, I hearing none, not. it looks like it'll be one of those blind experiments. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not too worried about it. I mean, it seems pretty straightforward. Uh, so. Yeah, well, I wish we had somebody who was experienced maybe, with maybe, it. Maybe we will later on in the call. Well, maybe once I, once I do it, then I can come on here and tell people how to do it. Exactly. Uh, All this right. is Sandia. Welcome. Yes, Sandia. Yeah, I mean, I have an Apple TV. I haven't used it very much, but it's pretty, I mean, I hate it when people say it. it's pretty straightforward. Well, I mean, uh, I would, I, I just, it's been so long since I've set it up, but right. I mean, it's a matter of, you know, the standard things, you know, logging in with your Apple ID and, you know, typing in stuff. I mean, that's the hard part. So, this is so, for me. I guess here, here's my question. Yep. This is Thomas speaking. So in the settings, there's one for T Apple TV remote. Do you set it up through that on your phone? This uh, is Shree. Yeah. Hang on, Shree. Let's yeah, go I with Herbie. Let, let, let's, let's go with Herbie and then we'll go with Shree. So I, you know, I was thinking about something. So I don't have an Apple TV, but I remember on our clubhouse call a few weeks ago, somebody mentioning how they can use a Bluetooth keyboard with the Apple TV. So that definitely implies that you could probably do all the functionality of it on the um, Apple TV. But uh, Shri actually is probably our yeah, expert on this. Let's go with Shri. I think he may have one or two Apple TVs lying around. So basically, when you get your um, Apple TV, when you, after you plug it in and... Um, connect your HDMI and, and uh, you can take your iPhone, take the camera of the iPhone and scan over it and it will update your Apple ID with the Apple TV. So all the credentials are done through that. And uh, 
you know, once you set that up, you know, you can go ahead. It's, you're going to have to set up your uh, internet account so you can get right. the um, Wi-Fi on it. And that's pretty much, you'll get it through voiceover. We'll tell you um, uh, to go ahead and set it up because you've established that credential. You'll have voiceover come on. Right. Right. Also okay. on your um, Apple TV. But the All setup right. is pretty straightforward as long as the you know you're able to get it connected with the camera. I had a little bit difficulty you know panning it with my uh, with my iPhone to the Apple TV, but once I did it, uh, then it was pretty smooth sailing. Okay, so but is there a power button on it, or you just scan it once you plug it in? Uh, as soon as you plug it in, it'll power it up. The new remote controls uh, they have new remote controls now that does have a power button that you can actually use it to turn your Apple TV as well as your TV on. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. So this and, is Herbie uh, with a couple of questions. And the side questions. buttons on the uh, right-hand side. Hey, of hang on, Herbie. Awesome. All right. Is that it, Shree? That's it. Thank you. All righty. Let's go to Herbie. So my question then for you, Shree, is two of them. So first of all, like I'm used to the, like with the Apple Watch, for instance, there's a manual pair option. Do you have that with the Apple TV if you're not comfortable with the camera? And second of all, can you do you turn on voiceover with the Apple TV when you first turn it on? Um, so Shree. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, you know, I didn't try it manually because I was able to pair it with my um, with the camera, but you can pair it um, manually too. You'll have to uh, you'll have to get the code. Um, it'll be displayed right. on the screen. Voiceover will tell you what the code is, and you just have to put that in. Okay, so yeah, so it's like the Apple Watch then where like you can tell it to pair manually. It gives a code that you type in on your phone. Um, so then, okay, so it gives you that flexibility as well too then. Okay, so I thought I'd ask that because that then gives you, um, Thomas, two different options to consider when you get your Apple TV. And this is Shree. One of the things, Thomas, is that when you do, try, when you do set it up, um, you, your phone will act as a keyboard. So if you have to put in the, you know, your Wi-Fi password and stuff, you could, instead of using the remote, you can use your phone to um, use the virtual keyboard. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and I actually have a nice Bluetooth fold-up keyboard. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll put, because I have two boxes I have to install. So I'll install those and I'll come back and share my experience next week. How's that sound? Great. All right. Thanks for answering my question. Thank, you. Thank you, Thomas. Good luck to you. We want to hear about it. Okay, who'd like to go next? Abraham waiting in the wings. Say it again, Abraham. Go ahead. Yeah, so I am looking for a good uh, RSS reader, and I downloaded a bunch of them. The latest one I tried is called um, Net Newswire, I think. And I'm having some trouble with it. It doesn't seem to want to find any uh, feeds when I type in like a web address to get a feed. Hmm. Who knows about RSS readers? This is Herbie. Yeah, Herbie, go ahead. So are you typing in the web address or the actual RSS address? I'm just typing in the address of the website, for example, like www. I think you need, what you need to do with RSS readers, at least this has been my experience in the past, is you need to find the actual RSS feed. 
okay. and input that link. So most websites will, that have an RSS thing will have listed on the site, and I'd imagine you could double tap and it might even already open it into the Net News Wire RSS reader or whatever. But I don't. I would try the R, actual RSS feed, not the website. And you mean I, I would go to the the website I'm looking for, and, and yep. on there would be the RSS feed. Okay. Yep. The other possibility too is if the RSS reader has a search function, it might. If it you know works, I think because I think the RSS it works like a podcast directory type thing, so where you yeah. can search and you might be able to find what you're looking for that way as well. So that okay, be another thing I'll to try that. Try. It does have a search uh, search function. I'll try that. Okay. This is Jenny. Yes, she. Go ahead. Hi, this is Jenny. Um, Jenny, yes. The other thought I had is um i don't know if it costs money anymore or not but that's why i I hesitated to say anything because um i know not everybody has the means to go download a bunch of apps to find out what they want but um the app lyre l y r e l y r e is a very good accessible rss reader app and it may show you what you need to have, you know, the what link you need to look for the specific feed. I haven't done it myself, but I have heard a ton of blind people talk about it, so it can be done. Okay. Yeah, well, that, that was my second, Mr. Ibrahim, that was my second option, but I thought I'd just try to search since I already have it on the phone. Well, look at that as well. Thank you. All right. Okay. Well, thank you. Let's see. Who's got our next question? This is Kenny. Yes, Kenny. Okay. I I had uh, 15.3. Everything was great, of course. Then 15.4 came out, so I upgraded to that. And now it is... Uh, inexplicably reading notifications with voice over. And I went to the notifications and made sure it just said like uh, badges and sounds. And yet it still reads notifications with voice over on the lock screen. Um, and I was wondering if anybody knew of a way to get it to quit doing that. Okay. Can you got notifications being read on by voiceovers lock screen you, you know I just get rid of that sound badge you know sounds and badges is what i have on my notifications and yeah. i know voiceover okay. used to have an option to not read notification or not speak out notifications automatically and uh and look through voiceover and couldn't find that option anymore so i'm like do they take oh. that away so this is jenny Yes, Jenny. I, I'm not. I promise I won't be a hog on the call. But no, you're um, fine. You're fine. Um, I did find that voiceover uh, reading notifications is in the, the very last or second to the last um, item in voiceover, and if it's not there, it's in verbosity. Uh, okay, they moved it. 
Uh, yeah, they must have moved. They might have moved it to verbosity if it's not in uh, voiceover, but it's there somewhere. <laughs> but it yeah, really is. And yeah, just as you were speaking, it I got a YouTube notification. It said YouTube notification. Oh, oh man! So that, that's what, yeah. kind of what it's doing. Just arbitrarily mm-hmm. reading notifications. Um, the other thing you could do is turn a focus on. Um, have you, are you aware of focuses and what they are? No, I, I know they they upgraded do not disturb to focus. Yeah, like um, I have it to where when I'm reading a book in my Bible app or when I'm reading my book in my Kindle app or this call, I have it to where all my notifications are, you know, they're not, they are. Like you have it on do not disturb while you're reading. Yeah. yeah, they're they're held over until I'm done. So it tells me when the focus is on, and then when I leave the app, it tells me the focus is off. So it might be worth going through those settings in the focus and setting up one for reading or, you know, for um, sleeping or just try it out for an hour. Or something. Uh, th- this know, just does it when it's something. when it's like uh, just sitting there, you know, like, yeah. like I'm not I'm not on the phone. I'm, I'm not doing I'm doing nothing, and all of a sudden it'll just start speaking. Yeah. YouTube. Uh, yeah. Well, look in verbosity first. Look in yeah. verbosity first. Not to do that. And Jody. Yeah. Let's, let's see what Jody's got. Is it Go Ibrahim? Hang on. Let's yeah. go with Jody. Yeah. Hi, Kenny. Uh, I would, I would, what about just going to settings and going to notifications and turning notifications off? Well, I want the Is notifications, it... but I don't want them to just, just blurt it out like it's doing right now. I mean, like, in one, uh, like I said, on, on 13, uh, 15, three, it did not do that. When I upgraded to 15, four, then it's like, we're going to speak every notification. Uh, you know, and I, I thought, well, gosh, maybe banner got turned on, or, or you know, something, and yeah. so I went to yeah. the notification, yeah, Jody. and it just sat. Real quick, sounds I'm going to go to Ibrahim and try to. Yeah, uh, you know, well, you know, the one thing you can do is you can fine tune them now. I know uh, text messages you would re- repeat now where they didn't do that before, but if you go into specifically under text messages, you can uh, turn it on turn off the frequency of, of doing that but I just go to notifications and then go to each individual app under notifications and see if they've gotten so that they're more fine-tuned than they were before all right Ibrahim what you got uh so I'm just thinking because I've had this happen to me on an iPad there might be some on the phone but uh what I did is I went to settings and I found that my speak screen had been turned on and that was uh making my notifications go crazy so might you want to See if that's on in your settings and turn that off. That might help. That's this is great. Consideration. Yeah, go ahead, Greg. Well, something I'd be curious to try. And if you go to settings and notifications, uh, about the third third item down is announce notifications, and that's a toggle on or off. I don't know if that would uh, take care of your issue or not, but you might try that. Right, there's a couple of things for you to look at, Kenny. Hopefully that'll get it solved for you. 
Okay, who's got our next question? Who's hasn't had a chance, who'd like to go? This is Claudia. Yes, Claudia. Yes, uh, Ben. Um, I'm going to another carrier soon. I have a, I have the SIM card and everything, but I've been having a lot of trouble activating it. You what? You got a new iPhone and you're having trouble activating? No, 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 it? no. I'm, I'm using the same iPhone, but I have the. I'm, I'm changing the, the SIM card. Okay. Because I'm going to move to another carrier. And okay. I'm having I'm having a hard time activating that line, the, the, the new line with this my iPhone. Okay. Herbie may have an answer for you. Let's see. Go ahead, Herbie. First thing I would actually do is check to make sure your iPhone is unlocked from your current carrier because if it's locked, that's going to prevent you being able to uh, move forward. And um, so that's the what I would check is see if it's actually locked to the carrier or not. And they may have to provide a an unlocking type deactivation code for it before you can move forward. If you still have trouble, then what I would do is I would go to a carrier, you know, a store for your carrier and the text there would be able to, should be able to help you make the switch over if the locking is not an issue, if there's something else going on. Is this Claudia? Yeah, Claudia. Uh, yeah, I called my, well, before I got moved the SIM card, I called it the old carrier and they told me they unlocked it this is Shree yeah go ahead Shree <clears throat> Claudia do you know if you have any outstanding balance on the account no they told me that I still have until um, the first because I had I had unlimited so is your is your current carrier still you're still using the current carrier till the first of next month. Well, they say I I'm, I still have a service until the next the first of the next month. When is your last payment with this carrier? Oh, just um, a few weeks ago. This my was my last payment. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think Herbie's recommendation okay. of going to a store for the carrier you want to go to. Yeah. And they should be able to look at your tomorrow. phone. They can tell just... if it's unlocked and they know how to handle SIM cards and they're little tiny little things. They're kind of difficult to deal with. I think that's yeah. the best advice. Well, that's what I'm going to do tomorrow, but I was just wondering if you guys knew any other yeah. way to do it. Cause... Yeah. I go to the carrier. They'll take yeah, care of it for I'm, you. I'm going to do that tomorrow. All right. This is Shree. Go ahead, Shree. Just out of curiosity, who's your carrier that you're going into? I'm currently on T-Mobile. I'm going to Xfinity Mobile. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, go see Xfinity, and they should be able to get it worked out for you. 
I think that's the best thing to do. Thank you. All right. Okay. Who would like to go next? Who hadn't had a chance to ask a question yet? This is Jenny. Yes, Jenny. Um, are there any of you, I didn't, I kind of doubt this, but I wanted to ask anyway, are there any of you Braille users on the call that could tell me if they have had or not had any issues writing an email? This is Chanel. Yes, Chanel. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> uh, like I was sitting outside last week in the sun and I was thinking, you know, it feels good out here. I'm going to try to write some email because I, yeah, um, a simple, well, you know, what maybe would take five minutes on the computer, you know, took 20 minutes on the phone mm -hmm. just because, yeah, the mm -hmm. cursor keeps moving. And yes. the weird thing is, yes. so... Um, this is actually a no, a bug that's there. The Brailleists, um, there's a podcast that they produce. They're called the Brailleists. And anyway, Scott Davert was one of their guest yep, speakers. I, yep. Yep. I and he was, um, he was demonstrating that in an email. And that, mm -hmm. this was back in iOS 15, three something, mm -hmm, but it's still mm -hmm. a problem in four. And I just, I, I hardly use my Braille display for anything on the phone, but um, emails will not be one of them for a while until they get that fixed. Cause I, yeah, he suggested I going too. to the subject, like with dot one and then going back to, but it's still, I don't know. It, it doesn't, I, I don't know how to avoid frustration and to get it consistently to work. So, um, my, I would use I've Braille screen to... input. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The only thing I've been able to do is to write letters without, uh, carriage returns yeah that's right that's what he said okay you can do that till the cows come home but you can't enter in a carriage return you can't he did, enter at all yeah he did i think his solution was to write the thing out in notes mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. maybe paste it into the email so yep. i should try that next time yeah that works if that would help you i use voice but... dream writer but either way okay because yeah. voice dream writer has proofreading and spell checking in it and stuff. So it's okay. Sorry, easier. we're carrying on a conversation. I know it's not quite um, okay. helpful to everybody else, but anyway. You never know. Yeah, I, never I just know. wanted to throw it out there because I, uh, I have a lot of issues with Braille and I, we just need to re we need more to report about it and more to report it and more to report it because it's so beneficial, especially for the deaf blind. They de desperately need their braille. So I guess I asked that question to, you know, give a, a shout out to say, Hey, please report if you can get a chance. And if you, you know, know anything about it. That's all I had. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Jenny. Okay. Who, somebody hadn't had a chance to go, would like to get their foot in the door. Ask us the next question. 
This is Ooh. Chanel. I do okay. have a question. Yes, Chanel. Um, so on another call I was on earlier today, somebody asked about creating a quick note. And first of all, I'm wondering, well, what is the purpose of a quick note and how would we do it on an iPhone? Because they were talking about something to do with an iPad and I don't know if the process is the same or, and, you know, I thought of it because, okay, could the quick note be kind of a solution, another way to write a, you know, quick email and then cut and paste it into an email. So it's a multi-part question, but basically what is a quick note and how would we use it as a voiceover user? Okay. This is Jenny. Yes, Jenny. Okay. I just read Anna Dresner's book this morning about iOS 15 and she described a lot about the quick notes. Quick notes are little are mainly for the iPad. They're not for the iPhone okay. until you edit them. Until you're ready to edit them. You can only start them on an iPad. Um, but once they're edited, you can share them with your iPhone. They can be edited with an iPhone and stuff like that after that. But they are meant for, say, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm in... I'm on a web page and I see a quote that I want to, you know, kind of take a quick note about. Well, I have made it, and you have to do this um, yourself because it, it's going to be what you want. You, it, there's no short, uh, shortcut gesture, assigned voiceover gesture assigned to it. Um, there's a couple ways you can do that and I'll tell you that in a minute, but what I did is I assigned a shortcut command in voiceover for four finger flick down and that will start a new quick note. Um, a quick note is just basically a note, you know, like you're putting a sticky note in an app. Um, and then after you've edited it, it can it can be read and edited in notes and on your iPhone, but it first can only be started with an iPad. Okay, thank you, Jenny. Hope that answered your question, Chanel. Yes, thank you. Okay. Okay, we got a little while till the top of the hour. Who'd like to go next? Ibrahim. Okay, Ibrahim. Uh, yeah, I heard some people talking about this. I think you can like assign a gesture to the back of your phone to like go back in settings. Is that something you can do with the iPhone SE and do you have to be on 15 to do that or can you still do that in iOS 14? So you're asking about gestures that you tap on the back of your phone. Yeah. Okay, who knows about the back tap? Can answer Ibrahim's question on the back tap. Any back tap users out there? This is sorry. Oh. Go go ahead. Go ahead. Was that Chanel? This it, yeah, and I'm trying to. So I have tried back tap, and I sometimes inadvertently turn it on when I don't want to, and then sometimes it doesn't work. But basically. There's a couple ways of going into it. One is inaccessibility, but the other that I know of um, 
if you go to voiceover and you go to commands and gestures, and then there is a, I think after it lists all the, like the finger gestures, you know, you can, there's the back tap. I'm trying to remember what it's called, but basically, yeah, you can assign, um, either a one finger double tap or one finger triple tap to things like um, going to your notification center or home or control center, things like that. And do you have to be on 15 or can you do that in 14 still? You can do that in 14. I, yes. And I'm not sure I would think all iPhone models would support it. um, Mm -hmm. But I, would be great to know for sure. I if somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. And you said voiceover accessibility and commands. I think. Or yeah, voiceover and then Jenny. commands and gestures. Okay, cool. Thanks, Danelle. Okay, let's let Jenny go ahead, Jenny. Unfortunately, Chanel, the the first SE is not going to uh, take that. You have to have an iPhone eight and above. Um, oh, how so about the SE twenty twenty two? The SE2020 should take it. Okay, that's what I have. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, you should be good. I, I wasn't sure because you just said SE. So, um, the old 6 SEs won't take it. And I think I think the 8 will. You can also go into accessibility and then touch. Underneath touch, there's a back, back tap. Um there's a whole list of things you can do there. And then under voiceover, there's a bunch of things you can do there. So there are two places that you can get to to choose what you want to do with Backtap. Oh, okay, thanks. This is Shree. Yes, yeah, Shree, go ahead. Also, I think if you're going to enable the Backtap, <clears throat> we seem to get better results if you tap near the near the camera section area, like maybe right below the camera versus uh-huh. tapping it way down in the bottom of the phone. Uh, okay, I'll remember that. Okay, thank you, Shree. Okay, who'd like to go next? Who's This is Kenny with a comment. Yeah, Kenny, go ahead. All right, I wanted to thank Jenny for the verbosity that worked. It, it, they did move it there. Um, and even though I had it off before, they turned it on. So hmm. um, it is in verbosity. Always okay. speak notifications was on. Oh, really? So, okay. Thanks for letting yeah. us know, Kenny. That's good information. And then that settings, voiceover, verbosity. Interesting. They moved it. Yeah. Mine's not done that. Mine's been off for many versions yeah. of iOS and many iPhones. And it didn't Yeah, mine was on, too. So and that's, that's why I was like, weird. what the heck? And I yeah, looked really, in voiceover where it normally was and, and it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So, was Thank like, you for that. This is Jenny. Yeah, go ahead, Jenny. Yeah, speaking of that, you know, the um, part where one of you, it happened to one of you and didn't the other one. For some reason, on my uh, auto text, I like to have that on because it tells me what it's getting, what the selection is that it wants to put in. After those bleep, 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 you know, you're typing along and it does that and and then it tells you what the selection is. Well, I want that on. And all, and I mean, every update that I have done, it turns it off. So I'm always constantly turning it back on. So 
they tweak things a lot. Apple does. Yes, they do. And they update. And this is Kenny? Yeah, Kenny. Uh, just for edification, where would you turn on this auto text that you're speaking of? Well, because um, say you want to write the word remember and you and you type R-E-M and you know how you get the little bleep? Like it's going to... Yes, yes. Okay, mm -hmm. and then it'll say remember. And if you want to accept that, you can just press the space bar and the rest of remember will be put will be put in there. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to continue to type out M-E-M-B-E-R. You can just type mm -hmm. R-E-M and then it'll recognize that you want remember and then just press space bar and the rest of the word will be put in there. Oh, and how would a person turn that feature on? Uh, yeah. Speaking of the, it's okay. in um, it's in accessibility, spoken content, typing feedback. All right, okay. that's a, another great tip. Thanks. You're welcome, Thank you, Jenny. Okay, we've got this a few more minutes. Who's got what? Go ahead. I just have a quick follow-up question to that. This is Chanel, if you don't yes, mind. Yes, Chanel, please. So, um, Jenny, then does that work also in Braille if you hit the space and then, or is it, I didn't think, or are you talking about typing on a the, the iPhone touch keyboard? No, it works on keyboards too. Um, okay. I don't know about the Braille so much about Perkins keyboards, but I do know it works on the Mantis. Okay. Um, and that's if the auto correction is on or the yeah, auto, auto type correct. stuff. Auto yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't always have that on. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you. Okay. Let me see. We got a, probably time for at least one more quick question. Is it Ibrahim? Yeah, Hebrew, go ahead. I just had a comment of a question I asked last week. I was asking about how to turn off uh, a setting that was messing with my triple quick uh, accessibility shortcuts that will bring up a hearing aid thing uh, sometimes. And I figured out that uh, what was happening actually that I had to go into the set the hearing um, setting itself and uh, uh, unenable that because that was still connecting the hearing aids, even after I removed it from the app and everything. And that seems to have fixed that. This is Brad. You're talking about on the accessibility shortcut. Yeah. So yes. I not, have, I have a hearing aid as well. And every single, I do not have it in my accessibility shortcut, but every time there's any kind of an iOS update, it turns it back on. And I have to go in and turn it off. And you will find that will be the case. I don't know why it does not respect your settings. It comes on every time, no matter how minor the update, how major the update, it's there every time. That's a good tip. Okay. This is David. Yes, David. Oh, I heard y'all talking earlier about the RSS readers. And uh, yes, yes. That one's called, uh, it's Lyrae, but it's L I R E, not L Y R E. Okay. So it's, uh, I think it's I Latin stand for. Corrected. I'm sorry. I thought it was. Okay. -Y -Y. It's Latin for to read, I think. It's like a Latin. Uh, right, right. Now that you say that makes sense. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a good, it's a good program. I've had it for 
many, many, many years, and they they do continue to update it, support it, and it's pretty accessible. Although there's, there's a lot of you know customization you can do, it can get kind of complex, but they do have accessibility settings within the app that they've kept supporting everything. So, <clears throat> all right, thank you, David. Okay, who's got a quick like five minutes till the top of the hour, maybe just a hair less. Alice? Yes, Alice. On my phone, I have a lot of preloaded apps, but there are a lot of apps out there for the visually impaired that can be downloaded free. Would it be a good idea to delete some of those preloaded apps that I never use anyway? And since I'm uh, visually very, very challenged, now I need a way to walk without assistance. They told me there was something called a walking app. They may not be the correct name for it. Do anybody know of anything out there would assist in walking the same way the GPS assists in driving? Yes, they had a number of them. Who can help uh, Alice out with a navigation app that she can use when she wants when she's walking? Who's got their favorite one they can tell her about? This is Jenny. Yes, Jenny. <laughs> if go nobody ahead. else wants to go, I, I'll do go it. Go ahead, if, Jenny. Nobody's okay. speaking up. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I use an app called Soundscape. It's a free app. It's Soundscape. And you can go ahead and offload any of those apps that you're not going to use. That's fine. There's nothing going to, you won't hurt anything on your phone. Um. And what Soundscape does is you have to wear earphones if you can, like AirPods, uh, AirPods Pro, or, you know, the AirPods earbuds of some sort. And it, I, somebody may have to help me a little bit here, but what, what happens is it puts out a beacon, which is a, a basically a noise a beep that you're heard that is heard that is pointing you to the direction of where you want to go. Herbie. Okay. Go ahead, Herbie. Herbie, go ahead. Yeah, I just thought I'd mention that we just had a cafe on navigation apps where Soundscape was one of the uh, app demos that we had. So mm -hmm. that might be uh, worth checking out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is Thomas in Grand Junction. Yes, sir, Thomas, real quick. I think we're almost at the Just top of the quick. hour. Yeah, yeah. No, I use Soundscape, and like I said, it's free. And they really went in depth on it on how to set markers and what beacons are for. It is probably the best app for pedestrians that I've seen out there. Anyway, that's just my testimony. And, and I'd certainly right. be willing to teach people how to use it if they need it. So, thank Thomas you, Thomas. Speaking. Thank you. And we, I don't know, Sonny, we're two minutes till the top of the hour. Do we want to call it? This is Shree. Shree, go This ahead. is Jim. I was just going to say, you know, there's an interest in the indoor navigation. We also did a cafe with uh, Clue, C-L-E-W. Okay. Go ahead, Jim, real quick. Yeah, there's a couple, of, there's another one out there uh, called, I believe it's Good Maps. And, uh, that you might want to check out. And always remember to use either a cane or a dog when you're out walking with these apps because you can't make them the be all and all to depend on getting around. All right. Good advice, Jim. 
Okay. And with that, Sonia, I'm going to say we are like right there at the top of the hour. All right. Thank you, Brad, so much. Okay. So let's give everybody a chance who didn't get to say hello the first time around. Please say uh, your name and where you're from. This is Alice from Alabama. Welcome. Jenny from Idaho. Hey, welcome. Kathy from Oklahoma. Oh, welcome. David from Houston. Hey, welcome. Carol, Eddie from Missouri. Who's that? Carol? Okay. Jim from VA. Jim, welcome. Uh-huh. Vincent, New Jersey. Vincent, welcome. Anybody else want to say hello? Karen from Philly. Hey, Karen, welcome. Hi, everyone. Anybody else going once? Okay. So I guess we know what's going to happen now. We're going to do, uh, we're going to find out what is going to be the subject of the iBug Night at the Virtual Movies this Friday. And to that end, we will provide some uh, very mysterious clues and hopefully you'll figure it out. And with those clues, enigmatic clues, yes, I think we've used that word, but okay, it still applies. And with those clues is the, is the <laughs> iBug guy, are you out there? Love revolutionary, I don't know. Yes, 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 I'm here. Once Aww. again, where's the Rob revolutionary? He's still on sabbatical. Sorry wow. about that. Okay, it's all right. We'll take maybe back my summer. I'm not sure when he's <laughs> okay. Well, all right, we'll never see. I'm trying to get another guest to come in. But oh, okay. Well, well we're still happy to have you. What you got for us, sir? All right, so this Friday, we have Friday Night the Virtual Movies at 7.30 p.m. for the pre-movie social, 8 o'clock p.m. for the movie start time, and right after the movie, we'll have a uh, discussion and then some trivia, and those are all central right here on this very same Zoom channel. And with that, we will get started with Are you in pain? (laughs) All right, all right. So we have five fabulous clues. Count them, five. And remember, say your name, wait to be recognized by me or someone that sounds like me, and then you may guess the title of the movie. Oh, this is Sonia. One more clarification. Another clarification. One guess per clue. Isn't that right? One guess per clue. Unless you're Sri and you only get one clue guess all night long. (laughs) Yeah, really. I got banned after Uh, answering three movies in a row. That's, uh, I'm going to take that to... uh, discrimination act. yeah well brad got banned so you might get banned too we'll see yeah, okay all right three movies in a row. I, i'm a minority 
Yeah, I get over it. Okay, next. All right, here we go. Clue number one. This is a long clue, so oh, listen boy. closely, and hopefully I can recite it properly. All right. This week's film has a new, perhaps even groundbreaking setting with such loving, acutely observed specificity, 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 I can't say it when I start. Specificity. Go on, go on, go on. You're doing great. Okay. All right, did everybody get that? I'll try it one more time. This week's film has a new, perhaps even groundbreaking setting with such loving, acutely observed specificity. Specificity. Okay, you got it. Okay, anybody got a clue? I mean, about the clue. If so. This is Jim. All right, I heard somebody right before Jim. And then Nikki. All right, Nikki. Is it that Matt Damon movie about Mars? I don't know the exact title. Matt Damon movie about I think it was Mars. Matt Damon. Yeah. Yes, that was a Mars movie with Matt Damon, which I think we've already seen on here, right? Yep. Okay. Thank you. Really? I was That's a good guess. All right, Jim. I'm going to guess that it's a movie. Yes, it's a movie. Very good. Ding, 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 ding. He got it. Oh, <laughs> nice try. It's a it's movie. Shree. I heard Kathy before, Shree. Oh, yeah. oh no, I didn't know. I, I was just snickering. <laughs> oh, you're snickering. Okay. I have no clue. All right. Okay. Shree. Uh, just a question. I only have one guess for the whole thing. Yes. You have then I'll defer. All right. <laughs> that was the plan. Okay, Good go ahead. Choice. That was a excellent choice, Shree. All right, moving on to clue number two. It is a feel-good coming-of-age tale following a talented small-town girl from modest means. This is Shree. I don't know about this. He answered too quickly. Three. Is this Soul Surfer? Soul Surfer! I saw that one. No, that's unfortunately not it. And you are retired for the evening. <laughs> Thank you for playing. Come again. Okay, All anybody right. else? Anybody yes. else? I can repeat the clue if we need to. It is a feel-good coming-of-age tale following a talented small-town girl from modest means. Crickets. Okay, moving on to clue number three. This will probably give it away. She, wait. What's that word? Say it again. Come on. She is navigating the intricacies of her identity, passions, and familiar, familial, fam, familial, 
family expectations. That's going to give it away. She is navigating the intricacies of her identity, passions, and familial expectations. Next. Wow, I thought that would give it away. Okay. I think you're going to stump them. All right. Clue number four. This is a oh, long one. Long just to remember, people, you have to unmute if you're going to say your name. Lindsay. Say your name. Say your name. All right. There's an idealistic teacher, a winsome crush, moving rehearsal montages, and a high-stakes audition. This is Jenny. All right, Jenny. It's not Beaches, is it? Beaches is not the one we are looking for this week, but good try. It's kind of like Beaches. <laughs> there's water. <laughs> yeah, there's water. There's an idealistic teacher. A winsome crush. What's a winsome crush? crush. I think it's a boyfriend. Moving rehearsal montages or Montague's montages and a high stakes audition. Okay, move on. All right. Our fifth and final clue. This will for sure give it away. Okay. This is Carol. Uh Carol. Hope floats. Hope floats. Another good guess, but not the one we wanted for this week. All this right. is Karen. Karen. Is, is it fame? Fame. Wait, I was going to break out in song. No, oh, no. I'll hold off. <laughs> Please. We remember your name. <laughs> all right, all right. Not fame but that there everybody's getting so close oh my goodness this is true this is Navarroy. roy <laughs> no 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 hold on anybody else all right moving to clue number five okay the idea of this film isn't entirely novel it's adapted from the french film La Famille Bélier. If you know French, French, that has got to give it away. La Famille Bélier. Can can Shri guess? Can I give my guess to Shri? Sorry, this is Sabrina. All right. Jim, no giving guesses away. We don't guess. Go ahead, Jim. The beautiful family. Or it's about her children, sons of beaches. <laughs> oh, that is so close. Oh, my gosh. All right. That was not it. All right. Go ahead. Sabrina. Sabrina. Sabrina? Yeah, she was the one who wanted to give her guest to show. Oh, okay. You got to keep your guest, Sabrina. Go ahead. Oh, I don't have. 
Oh, she doesn't know, I guess. <laughs> She's been kidnapped or something. Carol? <laughs> okay. Right, Carol. I don't think this is it, but green tomatoes. Green tomatoes. All right. There's no water in green tomatoes. This is Chanel. Oh, Chanel. How do you spell? Okay, I get famille, but how do you spell the other word in your French expression? Yeah, you're saying beignet. Bellier. Okay. E accent L I E R. Okay, Bellier. Hmm. All right, I think you stumped them. Is it my turn? All right. We'll give them a bonus clue. Clue, bonus clue. Did you know that child of that deaf adult? That's the clue. Oh, Oh, this is Jenny. All right, Jenny. Is it children of a lesser God? Oh. <laughs> oh. Turning into a pretzel or something. Unfortunately not. Who was next? Chanel. I had an idea that I'm pretty sure is wrong, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Mr. Holland's Opus. Mr. Holland's opus. There was a kid. His his kid is is deaf in that movie. So. Um. Oh yes, but I said children of deaf adult. Oh, oops. All right. This is David. All right, David's got it. He finally David's got it. it. And now he's it's Coda. Coda, ding 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 ding. Yes, Coda is film. This nominated for an Oscar. It is nominated just in time for Oscar weekend. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, David. <laughs> First and only deaf person to be, no, well, not the only, but first deaf person that played a deaf person to be nominated for an Oscar. This is Terry. Terry. Is that what you were going to guess? I wonder if that's what Shree was going to guess. <laughs> Oh, he wasn't going to guess that. Were you, Shree? Oh, he got... No yeah. comment. Well, will I, will I get to play next week? Yes, you're back in the system next week. <laughs> All right. Very good. Okay, Johnny, what do we have for our winner tonight? All right. For David. David, you have got a swift crawler, trawler 50. And in case you're wondering what that is, it is basically a luxury yacht. So it has a spacious deck plan with wide walkways and high bulwarks for added support and while you're on board so you won't fall off. And standard features include a flybridge lounge that comes with a foldable sliding table. I hope they give you a table with all that. Uh, Then you have an external galley with a sink and (laughs) worktop, as well as an electrical grill. This, uh, you are, it is a beautiful, uh, fancy kitchen, or U-shaped galley with two refrigerators, 
an extractor hood. I guess we're going to be cooking a lot. A double sink and <laughs> service hatch. I guess that's so you can jump in and out of the boat. I don't know. Oh. Anyway. Where do you see the luxury tax bill on that? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. So, beat that, that boat from Is Joe. this in the iBug Colors? Oh, yes. Of course it's in the iBug Colors. All right. So there you go. And this is great Joe. for fishing expeditions or romantic getaways all right there you go David. for chasing jaws <laughs> all right don't forget, don't forget this is going to be a groundbreaking setting with such loving acutely observed specificity oh my goodness all right thank you so much mr mcculloch for those wonderful clues and good job david too bad tree okay now we are moving on back so good say good night mr mcculloch good night mr mcculloch okay now my best part of the night. All right, everybody is muted. And now we are back to our regularly scheduled program. All the frivolity is behind us. And we are now back to Brad. And he's going to do our iBug segment for the evening. Brad, are you there? Right, I am with my own brand of frivolity. Oh, boy, I can't wait. Oh Thank boy. you, Brad. Yes, okay. Let's see, you hear me okay? Let's see if we hear this iPhone. Nope, it's me. 2017. I've been having rolling good. thunder going on here, so you're liable to hear some of that out there, too. Rolling thunder. Okay, sounds okay. good. Okay. Okay. So, for those who have been keeping score last time I was co-hosting, I presented an app, the Tips app, that can help people, new users. It comes on your phone, and it can be very helpful. Well, tonight, I'd like to talk about another app. It can be very helpful, not just to use new users, but all iPhone users. And the app is called the Apple Support app. It is not on your phone by default. You have to go get it from the iOS app store and you can download it. It is, of course, free and easily found by opening your app store, going to the search tab, searching Apple Support, and you will download it right to your phone. Once you have it on your phone, it is a plethora of all kinds of support. You sign into it using your Apple ID and passcode, uh, password, so it knows who you are. And let's open mine and take a look at it. I'm already signed in. I'm not going to sign out and sign back in. I am on an iPhone 12, uh, 12 Pro. I am running 15.4, but that shouldn't matter because the app doesn't have anything to do with that. So here we go. 2018. I'm on the app. I'm on the lock screen. I'm going to go ahead and just open it. I'm going to ask Siri. Open Apple support. Support. Products. Back button. There it is. And Brad's iPhone 12 Pro. Okay, it's right where I left it. Let's go back to products. products. Return to products. Back button. Products. Okay. Now. Products. Heading. I'm on the main screen. And they have simple, they have updated this since I um, haven't used it in a while, but I did read they have updated and it's changed a little bit. It no longer has tabs along the bottom to select different uh, areas of the app. And we're just doing a brief overview, overview here because that's all we've got time for. But there's a lot in this app. So products. I go to products. My devices. Okay, heading. I got my devices heading. 
Brad's iPhone 12 Pro. And we're going to look at my iPhone, okay? Pro. Just as an example, because lots of us have iPhones. But you'll also find Bradford's AirPods. 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 Brad's Apple Watch. The Apple Watch. Bradford's AirPods Max. Other AirPods. Brad's iPhone 12 Pro. So you see all kinds of devices that I've got. We're going to stick with the iPhone here. So we're going to open it up. iPhone 12 Pro. Brad's iPhone 12 Pro. This iPhone 12 Pro. Apple so we'll see. Plus, I got Apple, checks, Apple Care 62 Plus. Degrees J. Okay, that's it. Actions button. available. Get support. Get Heading. support. Tell us what's happening. Button. Okay, button. There's a place where I can open up a text and I can start a text chat with an Apple support person and I can tell them what's going on and they can steer me in the right direction. Dictate. There's also a button right there where I can dictate if I so choose. Very similar to what you find in the messages app or other search features. Repairs and physical damage. This button. will take me to where maybe I've got some repair issue. Maybe I've got some damage to my phone. I've dropped it. The screen is 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 uh, cracked. The uh, back of the phone, just the phone itself is damaged. I can open it up. And cracked screen. Front there only. are different button. categories. Look at there. Cracked screen. Front only. Cracked screen. Front only. Battery service. Button. Okay. Battery service. Back of iPhone is damaged. Back. Button. Screen or display quality. Liquid or water damage. Cables headphones and adapters you get the button. idea let's go back up here to battery service button. battery service i open it up finding your best options battery performance heading run a quick check to see the health of your battery check now button and i can run a battery check i'm not going to do it because it may take us a little bit but you get the idea there's lots of little self-help things here and if you detect a problem you were then able to contact an Apple support personnel, make an appointment at the Genius Bar, and they're able to get the information from that battery check that I did right here on my phone, and it will go straight to the Apple technician. And in some cases, they may even be able to take care of it remotely, or they may make an appointment for you. Um, and we could go back out of here, back to our devices, and go down to the different devices that I have. Uh, you know, it knows what you've got because you're signed into your Apple ID. And each device will have its own uh, categories of service items and uh, ways to communicate with Apple and resolve any issue you may have with your Apple hardware. There's also a section down below my devices that say I have am a subscriber to. Apple Music or one of the other Apple services, and I'm able to get get support on those issues. Um, you know, I know some of us here have Apple support on, on accessibility on speed dial, but this is another option for communicating with Apple to resolve issues you may have with hardware, software, services. And that's not going to help you if you have a problem with something like BARD, because you can get that from Apple. But if it's something that came from Apple, this is your place to go to get help and support. And that is the Apple Support app available from the iOS App Store. That's, that's it. Now we'll see what we do about questions. All right. Thank you, Brad. Who's got a question for Brad about the support Apple Support app? This is Shree. Yes, sir, Shree. Hey, Brad. Good one. Uh, I like this one. Um, when you chat with someone, does that go to like Apple Care versus Apple Accessibility? It's, I'm not really sure. I know it is uh, basically you're either chatting with someone 
um, or a phone call. And I would imagine, I don't know that it's that, this isn't necessarily a accessibility exclusive thing. I would imagine it's just general Apple support. Um, I don't really see anything in here that, that, that is directly, you know, accessibility voice over. This is mostly just general Apple hardware and services. So I'm, I'm expecting it's regular Apple service. Now, if you get in there and you have an issue that uh, is, you know, the issue has something to do with, with, with a regular product or service, but you're having a voiceover issue, I would imagine they're going to redirect you to, uh, you know, Apple accessibility, but I would think that's an area you're well-versed in. <laughs> Thanks. Right. Anybody else? Any other questions for Brad? And I might add, once you get, you know, dig down deep into some of these uh, on, on the different uh, devices, you will find a lot of support articles and uh, you can read a lot of stuff about your device. Say it's your watch, your Apple TV. You might even find one about setting up an Apple TV. I believe that's a question we had earlier tonight. Yes. So the answer to that question might be in this Apple support app. Um, you probably have to go, if you don't already have one signed into your account, you may have to search for a product um, that you're not, that it doesn't show you as being on your list of devices that you have signed into your Apple ID. But there's lots of stuff in here. All right. This is straight. Yes, sir. Uh, one other question. Um, Brad, does it keep a log of your trouble tickets that you open up with? Like, are I you do not know. I would think it would. This is just another way to communicate with the same Apple support that you could call on the telephone. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, you know, this is pretty quick. And they can also maybe even, like I said, direct you through a support article that may help you. Plus, they're able to do diagnostics on your device. So, uh, my guess would be it probably does. Hmm. Right, thank you. This is Terry. Yeah, Terry. Um, related to this, and I, I would, I'm wondering if it would even show up in this app too. I think it's if you have WatchOS 8.5, you can also uh, get support you know diagnostic kinds of support for your apple watch and so i'll be i'm gonna check to see if that will link to something like that in this apple support app too because that's something they've just come out with i think just might i could just apple eight, i mean watch os 8.5 just came out last week and i have to say i've been busy with other things i haven't really had that much time to explore the new things in it. But thank you, Terry. Anything else? Well, I guess that's it, Tanya. So All right. Back to you. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Okay. Well, now uh, we will resume our you know, regular program of answering questions. So anybody who didn't have a chance to ask a question during the first half, we'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to ask a question, just say your name, wait to be recognized. <laughs> 
Bridget Dozier. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Okay, I have two quick questions. Um, the one question is about my Dexcom, which is connected to my phone. So if I scan the code, I don't have to manually put it in there. So would it take if I scan it? Okay, so it's a reader of some sort, right? For Dexcom. Yeah, on the well, on the newsline, the NFB reader. And I was wondering if I scan, it's a code on my Dexcon that I have to scan. So would it take if I scan it, do I have to manually put the numbers in? Okay, let's this see. This is Just, Marty. Go ahead, Marty. Um, no, it's like the Libre. When you scan it, you will hear voiceover, or it might have a text-to-speech feature, but you will hear the code read to you. And that code is in there. In fact, if you go into the log, um, you will see the time of and date of the code, like when you when you read it. Okay. All okay. Right. So once I scan it, it's it's in there. Yes. Yes. All right. Thanks. And one more question: How do I go about trying to get a ticket for the Apple buying a ticket? Oh, that's the a Apple. good question. That's a great question, Bridget. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like those kind of questions. Um, so uh, it's on our website. All the information is there. If you need help, I guess we could try to help you in some way. Uh, there's PayPal. We accept, I can't remember all the, we accept the cash app and so forth. So uh, the information about how to pay is on our website okay ibugtoday.org okay thank you if you need help let me know send us an email i can try to help you okay Liz, we're oh. ready to take your donation thank you miss bridget <laughs> thank okay. you all right okay all right who's next for the new question somebody new didn't have a turn would like to share their question This is Herbie. Okay, go ahead. So I thought I'd ask, because somebody had asked me this, and I would assume it's the case. So somebody was asking me, um, how do you turn off cell, how do you turn on cell data on an iPad? And I'm assuming um, I, they didn't get back to me on whether their iPad was a Wi-Fi or model only or if it was a full one. But I'm assuming that in the iPad, it's under cell data the way it is on the iPhone. So I'm just wondering if I am correct on that. Right. Anybody use cell data on their iPad? Somebody have an iPad with cellular plan. Okay. Anybody? Okay, Herbie, we'll have to table that one. Probably, uh, you know what they say about assuming. So, all right, we'll have to check it out and let you know. Okay, thanks, Herbie. All right, who's next? Michael, Michael. Yes, yes, sir, yes, sir, go ahead. Yeah, it's the same on an iPad. Under right, settings, right. there's cellular, and you can turn it on and off. All right. All right, perfect. There you go. Okay, he actually does real questions, too, so I burn the clues. Okay, who's next? Somebody new? New question? 
anybody who loves says to Brad. Hear Brad. So I have continued to play with my Apple support app. And to follow up, I believe it was Thomas's question from earlier. After I swipe down below all the hardware I own and the services I subscribe to, there is other uh, other topics, other devices. And I found a whole list of things. And I find Apple TV. And there is setup. And when you go in there, there is a whole list of things you can look at for how to set up an Apple TV. Then there is also a button to directly contact Apple support. I assume that's through telephone, their text and call. So there's a lot in this app and it's pretty simple to navigate. There's just a lot there. You got to swipe on down. So Thomas, Get the Apple support app and check it out. They're probably going to answer your questions for you. <laughs> All right. Great, Brad. Thank you. Okay. Who's next? Somebody new. This is Kenny. Go ahead, Kenny. Yes, I got the L-I-R-E app. And I was wondering if you, um, if there's a, other than support, is there a benefit to tipping them? Because it's a, uh, it was $10 and it said uh, in-app purchases and under, under settings was the, the, the tip jar. All right. To tip or not to tip? Who's got a question answer for Kenny on Lyra? Lyra. Didn't waste any time, huh? Kenny. All right. All right. Anybody? Probably the tipping goes towards research and development, so it probably wouldn't hurt, but that's just my thought. Okay, thank you, Kenny. Nobody else? No takers? Okay. Okay, who's next? Okay, anybody? Okay, I have a question. All right. So we've all seen this new feature when you're sending a text message and it'll say, uh, Shri has his do not disturb on. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So, so I, so then I type, I type my message and then it's, I think it's already there. I, I can't remember if I see it before I start typing or I don't know when I see it, but anyway, it's there. And then it says send anyway. So does that mean it's going to break his do not disturb and barge into his nap time? Or how does that work? Or, you know, or when will he get the message? Like, I guess normally he would get the message after when he turns off his do not disturb. Uh, but anyway, that's the question. How... This is Herbie. Okay. Uh, hang on, Herbie. Does anybody else want to try to answer that? This is David. David, go ahead. Uh, the way I understand that to work is, they'll still get the message. They just won't get the alert, um, you know, because they haven't, they haven't silenced, but they'll still arrive in, in their messages box. And when they choose to look at messages, they'll, they'll see your message. Oh, um, okay. I, I don't know why you wouldn't want to send it. Maybe you want to wait till they're, I guess, alert, whatever. So they get the little ding and then they, cause I, I sometimes get messages and, and they kind of get lost in the clutter, you know, like right. if I don't hear the ding, I, I and then suddenly I realized, oh, there, I've got a message from yesterday. I didn't even didn't realize I had or something. You know, I, I guess that's why they give you that option. <clears throat> this is Brad. 
Brad. I've done it before to someone and uh, send it, you know, deliver anyway. And because I'm low vision, <clears throat> I can see that when I do that, all these colorful things shoot up from the bottom of the screen and go all up around the message. So it must be sending some kind of visual alert that, of course, you know, those of us who are, you know, blind or vision impaired or oblivious to, because I'm sure it's like David says, it doesn't make a sound, but there must be some kind of visual thing that way if they're in a meeting or sleeping or something, it doesn't disturb them. But if they happen to be awake and sighted and see their screen, they, it might catch their attention. Uh, okay. But I see it from my end when I send it. This is Shri. Uh, uh, yes. Go ahead. So do you see the banners also? Because when I see it on Do Not Disturb and I I turn off Do Not Disturb, I see all these things showing up on my like my phone banner would show up like I had three missed calls. Okay. Uh, that's that's a question. Oh, never mind. Okay, what is your question? No, my question was um, when when I turn on Do Not Disturb and I've missed calls, you know, I don't see the banners come up till, or at least I don't know if the banner shows up or not. I just noticed that when I turn off Do Not, when I turn off Do Not Disturb, I, it shows that I had three right. okay. calls. Okay. Yeah, this is Brad. Go ahead. My understanding is those don't show up until do not disturb either is turned off manually or is, or goes up is turned off you know automatically like you told it you know uh stay on do not disturb for an hour till tomorrow morning you know when this meeting is over whenever that 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 period of time and is over and do not disturb turns itself off all those notifications that happen missed phone calls text messages anything else boom they just show up on your in your notification center or on your lock screen depends on how you've got those notifications set. And what I was wondering is what happens with deliver anyway, they may come on the screen and there's that visual thing I was talking about. And then they may, I don't know if they stay there or what, but yeah, all that other stuff shows up once do not disturb is over with. Well, this is something I would clarify on your, um, the visual effect i heard it like i sent michael a message one time i was like uh uh i don't know whatever i said send anyway and then it said message sent with loud effect you know the words are getting larger and smaller and larger and smaller so so voiceover tells you how it was sent so that's what i want to add to this that. is herbie okay herbie go ahead so one little tip I will mention, though, let's say that uh, you have a nasty habit of send, doing that to Shri all the time anyway, because you want to make sure he sees your messages. Well, you he could actually go at the top of the screen, you know, where it says like your name, like in his message window, he could go there and actually choose not to show you his do not disturb status. So um just thought I'd mention that little tip out there if uh, somebody was, you know, but um, yeah, I, I've seen what you've seen, Sonia, where like if you deliver anyway, um, you do get that voiceover does say loud effect, but 
I think you do hear a sound. Well, maybe I think somebody did it to me once, but um, um, but that but um, the other thing it doesn't tell you though, I don't think is like some people might have you on their like emergency bypass, and so they may get your message regardless anyway. But you're still going to see that they're on do not disturb, so that's something else to take uh, note of as well. All right. Thank you, Herbie. I thought I heard somebody else. Did I? It was Brad. Brad. I was going to say, I've sent them to you a couple of times before and told it to ignore. And I don't know, maybe, maybe it does the visual thing and it, you know, doesn't make sound. So that's why you don't even know what's happening. Okay. Well, I'll have to try it out again. All right. I don't use it very often. So, all right. Well, thank y'all for your help on that one. Okay, who's next? New topic, new question. Anybody like to ask a question? Yes. David. David, good. Go ahead. Uh, well, this is a little bit esoteric, but um, esoteric. <laughs> I know we've talked in the past about how you can uh, set up. Uh, like I'm a contact, if, it, if it's a phone number you call that has one of those menus you have to navigate with the keys, you know, press one, so on, press two for this, press three for that, and you can you can put all those in and you know, program them so you can get to where you want to go really fast or without having to put in any keystrokes. So, you know, I have one for MetroLift uh, <clears throat> system that I use multiple times a day and I remember a couple of years ago, this happened also, but so what's happening now is when you ask Siri to call that number, it, it won't do it. It'll say it's calling it and then it just kind of gives up. It doesn't say I can't do that. It doesn't say, sorry, I can't do that. It just like takes you back to my home screen. You know, it kind of flashes and then so I can kind of see what's going on in the background. It doesn't bring up the little dial pad, you know, like you'd have for the phone call. <clears throat> Uh, but if I do it just manually, if I go into the contact and just manually uh, dial it, or not dial it, but press on the, um, you know, call it, it, it works fine. So somehow Siri is not wanting to call any number, I guess, with the little stars and commas and all that stuff. In it. Oh, that I don't know. is. But I said it happened several years ago and went iOS and then eventually came back. So. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Buddy I don't know how long ago that was. Experiencing the what David is talking about, like I guess you call it a phone <clears throat> tree shortcut. or whatever. Yeah, no, a shortcut to get through a phone tree. Yeah, yeah shortcut. You can put in your commas and yes. <clears throat> okay, so anybody having that? Kind of going away with Siri. I mean, oh what? No, I'm just asking anybody. Oh, it just started happening after the five point four, uh, fifteen point four. That's oh, started okay. breaking. So. Yeah, just just about a week ago, whenever I installed the point four, yeah, this is not working. Tree. So I don't know, um, Dave, if this applies to what you're talking about, um, but what I did notice is, like, for example, if I tell it to call PetSmart, it will say, you know, uh, would you like to call or would you like to get directions? And I would say, call. And then it would say, it would loop against it. Who would you like to call? And then I would say PetSmart again. 
and then it says, would you like to call? And I say, yes, and it makes the call. It always, it runs one loop. On the second loop, it makes the call. I don't know why. But my question was, did you try to do it with the second loop? Like, does it fail or does it <clears throat> hang up? Um, I think I tried at least a couple of times in a row and it, it still didn't didn't go through. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I think I did at least twice, yeah, but maybe no more than twice. And I just went in. It's in my favorite contacts also. I can get it from my favorite uh, phone number list. So I can get to it that way. Um, Okay. It's just a little extra uh, effort Very frustrating. Go ahead, Tree. Uh, one of the thought, do you know if your Metro has got a, an IVR that does not allow the DTMF to be recognized? Like it's, it, it wants that verbiage to be completed because sometimes that happens where the, the DTMF that you assigned are not going to match up with the IVR that it's, it's, um, being being put out when you call. Yeah. Like I hear a lot of the COVID messages that they don't allow you to escape out of that message. They want you to listen to the whole thing. Well, see, it works when I if I call it uh, using the contact. You know, it, oh, I see, I see. it works okay. fine. It's only when Siri is involved, and yeah. uh, so she just doesn't like calling that number anymore. <laughs> so this is uh, this is Vincent. Okay, Sorry. Brad and then Vincent. Well, Brad. I'm wondering what kind of number is it? Like Shree's example of PetSmart. He may have PetSmart in his contacts, but if you ask Siri to call PetSmart, Siri's going to go look up that number on the web or you know, outside of your contact because that's a store. You say, call PetSmart. It's going to look it up. But you may have it in your contacts with your commas and all the little stuff to move you through the the menu, but if it's looking for it on the web, it's not accessing what you've done in your context. Perhaps that's what's going on. David? Oh, I could rename it. I could try renaming the contact, I guess, to something else. See if you know, I could trick yeah, her. Yeah, if you're like me, we got it something like confirm or reservation. Well, no, I, I call it, it the name of the contact is Max, M A C S, because that's what yeah, Metro so calls her. So yeah. I have the contact title as Max. So I say, Siri, call Max. And yeah. it's worked for you know ten years. When how long I had iPhone? But it, like I said, it did stop for a period of time. I don't remember how long ago, but it. I know it was was off for maybe one iOS full cycle, and then it came back. Okay, let's see uh, what Vincent anyway, has to but, say. Vincent, <laughs> I said uh, kind of having the same. So you don't have to. Like, I mean, I just want to bring it up. It's, no, it's, no, no, it's good. No good. one else was. Yeah. Oh, good, good, Talking, good. So. Esoteric is good. Okay, go ahead, Vincent. <laughs> that's a word for the day, esoteric. I love it. I love, that's yeah. a good word. Okay, go ahead, Vincent. Well, I've been having the same issue uh, oh. for several weeks now, probably oh. two weeks or something, including yesterday. Uh, and this affects not only when I ask Siri to call a number that I don't have, <clears throat> in which case the number appears. And when I say, do you want me to call or do you want to get directions? Just call. And who do you want to call? And after three or four or five times, I have just you know, uh, given up on it. I just go uh, you know, get the, uh, uh, the, the actual text, and then I just memorize it and I call it. Uh, but it also happens uh, uh, calling a uh, contact that I have in my, uh, in my phone. I was calling a drugstore, and this is called CVS. 
you don't have a contact called CVS. And I do have a contact CVS. So I have to manually go to, uh, uh, to my contacts and dial CVS and then it gets through. And it has nothing to do with commas, spaces, or anything. It, there's, there's a glitch in, in, with Siri. That's only one. I've had, well, first of all, Siri has been less than helpful. Uh, maybe the, <laughs> it's the questions that I'm asking. Not, but, that's uh, putting it nicely, Vincent. Um, it, it's, uh, but, uh, well, I this was, is free. Okay, go ahead, Shree. Now, is it possible that you have to specify whether it's a CVS, you have it as a CVS work number or a home number? When I, when I, uh, uh, I have more than one phone number for several items, Apple is one of them, uh, friends, I have their, their home phone number and they have their mobile. And uh, Siri does ask, do you want to call home or do you want to uh, call uh, mobile? Do you want to call work or do you want to uh, call you know, another number? So it is an it is an erratic uh, uh, behavior because it does do it with some of my contacts, but not with all the contacts. And I do have to be specific. If I say you know call CVS, call CVS in a particular um, at a particular address, but I get the same result. Yes, I get the uh, the phone number and the location, but when I ask uh, Siri to call it, it doesn't. It just revert uh, you know reverts to. What do you want to call? This is true. Ghostbusters. I think I think Greg had the same issue too. All right, go ahead, Tree. Moving on. Well, that's that's what I was talking about. The PetSmart gives me an example of the CVS. So, if the CVS is not in your contacts and you ask call CVS, it's going to say uh, local CVS. I don't know at Fairfax, Virginia. Would you like to call or get directions? And I would say call. And it'd say, who would you like to call? Yeah. And then I would say CVS. And then it'll give me the same prompt. But the next time I say call, it goes through. And, it, and that's because case, I don't have I, it in my contacts. No, I do have it in my contacts. And okay. it doesn't recognize it. So I don't know if I have to input it again or, or what. But I, 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 I'd rather just do it manually. If I go to the contact and I tap on on the phone number and, and then, you know, I can call it. So I just, uh, you know, use that. Right. Um, and uh, another, you know, solution like David was suggesting is you can put some of these things in favorites and just so you don't have to, you know, navigate through all of your contacts, you can just have a few things in there. You may already have it that way, but that might be another quick way. And, I don't know if any of y'all remember there used to be an app I forgot what it was called and you could it was I think we, we it was the equivalent of speed dial I think I, may, I have mentioned this before and you just have it uh, I think you'd have the icon on your on your phone on your home screen and it was like one touch or something like that anybody remember David do you remember that one it's called I think it was one touch but it's been a long time all right. Well, okay. Great question there. Thank you. This is Shree. Shree. I, I did want to mention one bug in, re in reference to this that I noticed with, when I went to update, you know, when I updated to 15.4, for example, with the PetSmart, when I don't want my Fairfax PetSmart, I want to go to the Burke, Virginia PetSmart. When I ask it to call the second one, it throws me back to the first PetSmart. <laughs> so that one, 
um, it was definitely a bug because I was able to replicate that like 10 times and it happened every time. So I did report that to Apple. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for doing that because we benefit from every time you do that. So thank you, Shree. Okay. Who's next? Somebody, the new question. Oh, a, com a comment. I'm sorry. This is Vincent. Yes, and sir, I, I go forgot. Ahead. On, on cellular data, if, if, if you activate cellular data on a device, let's say like an iPad, where, uh, uh, where you haven't been using it before, you will incur into a charge from uh, uh, your carrier. Yes, so that's I, I do have the availability. to. to uh, I, I just have it there in case I need it, but I don't use it. Uh, I just use it on my phone. Right. You this is Herbie. Cellular plan. Go ahead, Herbie. But you still have to, I'm assuming if you were to have, I mean, I don't know this person's situation, but I'm assuming that if you were to turn on cell data for with an iPad, you'd still have to first sign up for a plan with your carrier. It's not just going to automatically make use of it. I would assume that you have to get a cell data plan first. That's right. That's correct. Okay, go ahead, Tree. So typically, I know at least with Verizon, so I'm going to probably assume it applies to the other carriers. Um, like I have an iPad with cell service. So it costs, uh, depending on how many, how many uh, lines you have, for me, it's $10 to have cell service on my iPad. And I could turn it on one month, turn it on the next month, turn, you know, you can pick and choose what you want to turn on and off. And they just charge you $10 for the month for converting it to a cell service. All right. Okay, thank you guys. Okay. And it's right. not and it's not an incoming number. You can't call that number. It's not a telephone number to call. This is Herbie. Go ahead. Yeah, it's like the Apple Watch. It's a cloned number, but it's not a real phone number. Yeah. That's correct. Okay, moving on. Okay, next. Somebody new wants This is Kenny. Go ahead, Kenny. Yeah, I can call my Apple Watch um with its assigned number and and answer it and so it does the it, my watch to, at least does do that okay this is Shree. Shree. so kenny are you saying you have two different numbers that somebody can call you at yes okay so you have a watch plan i guess for your y yeah it's the sailor whatever they call it plan and um it's with at&t and they assign a number to it and I got that number and I have it as watch so if I say call watch it will ring the watch and I can answer it and have a little echo or whatever depending on how close or far you are so wait a this minute if, hang on if somebody calls your number your regular phone number is it going to ring on your phone or on your watch or both yes both yes Okay. But, there, but there's a separate number that they assign to the watch, and I can okay. call that, right, right. and it'll just ring the watch. All right. Go ahead, Shree. No, that, that was my question. So uh, I've never heard that. That's why you got my curiosity, because I do have a number on my watch, but it's like a non-dialable number. Oh, wow. Mine can be dialed. And This, uh, this is Marty. Marty. Go ahead, Marty. Yeah, my my wife has a number with her watch, and I tried calling it, and I I could not get through. Now I don't think she's tried calling it with her phone, and that might be a different story. But um, I could not get through to that watch number. Maybe she's blocking you, Marty. 
This oh, is great. Go ahead, Tree. I'm just thinking from from your phone, I could see it happening because that number is tied to your to your account. Um, but I'd be very curious, like if I call that watch, I, if you'd be able to hear it ring is my question. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Um, I don't know if I tried it from a different phone, so I will, I will have to do that. Okay, let us know what happens, Kenny. Thank you. Okay, who's next? Ibrahim. Ibrahim, go ahead. Yeah, I am having a severe problem with uh, texting a non-Apple user, like not even like when I click on a message they send, can't open it at all. Like it just freezes. Like I can't even open to send a message or receive a message or anything from that person. Okay, so it's an Android user, I'm assuming? Yeah, and I'm I'm sending a message to them and it doesn't work at all. Like it's frozen, even to compose a new message to the main. Have you ever been able to send a message to this person? Yes, uh, since like five months ago, and then Stacy started with not being able to send uh, attachments to this person, and now it's just like basically not letting me do anything with that person uh, via text message. Okay. Anybody else have any help for Ibrahim? Anybody? This is Shree. Go ahead. Abraham, are you able to send it to any other Android users? Yes, only just the only problem I'm having with this one person, uh, and every other Android person I'm sending to goes through fine. Everything's working fine. Hmm. This is, is her. Is it failing? I'm sorry. Is it oh, failing at your end or is it failing at the other end? Like it's you... not even. It's it's not letting me send or do anything on my end. They can send me messages and everything. That's fine. But when I click on whatever they send, it doesn't let me open it. VoiceOver just like hangs, like freezes completely. Mm-hmm. And, and also when I try to compose a new message to them, that doesn't work either. It, it, it doesn't open, just freezes as well. Doesn't let me send them any kind of message whatsoever. Okay, Herbie, go ahead. So have you actually deleted like the actual message thread with that person? Uh, it's a new message. I, have, I haven't like haven't been able to look at any messages in a while. No. Right, but like you know the message conversation before you at, and you know like um have you deleted that, you know, make sure that your message history that with them is completely gone before sending a new message. Uh, you know where you swipe I, down to delete on the conversation? Yeah, um have you it's done not that? Letting me, it's not letting me do that at all. It's not letting me interact with messages hey, from Brad, that person. Go ahead. Gotta so. wind it up. There is a setting in your messages, go to settings yeah. messages to allow yeah. you to use SMS. Yeah. You can turn that off so that all you can do is just send iMessage. You might want to okay. go through your settings for your messages and yeah. make sure your ability to use regular SMS text messaging is turned on because that's okay. what you need. An Android user does not use iMessage and that may okay. be your issue. All right. Okay. And with that, we are going to have to call it a day. Add it up. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I see you guys in Clubhouse tomorrow. All right. Thank you, Brad, right. for helping. Thank you. It's been fun. Thank you. As always. 
All right, real quick recap. Tomorrow, iBug Mini Buzz on Clubhouse from 5 to 6. And in the evening, iBug Mac and Talk from 7 to 8.30 on Zoom on this same Zoom conference line. Then on Thursday, it's iBug's Life talking about spring cleaning back here on Zoom from 6 to 8. Then iBug Night at the Virtual Movies. We're going to be watching an Oscar nominee for Best Picture called CODA. CODA stands for Children of Deaf Adults. So should be very interesting. That's on Friday. Then Saturday's iBug Night. <laughs> iBug Apple Workshop from 2 to 4. So we hope that you will come to any and all of these events. Love to have you. And thank you all for coming and participating tonight for all the questions. And we are so grateful for your presence. And uh, definitely check us out on our website. Definitely check out the uh, drawing and we will be back with you next week so with that we will say good night good night good night good night everybody good night. thank you thank you thank you bye